Hello and welcome. You are listening to Dot Mill Docs, episode 79. Thanks for downloading the Military Health Systems official podcast. I'm Elizabeth Lockwood. It's Thursday, October 8th, 2009, and the Military Health System is recognizing October as Women's Health Month. Visit health.mil slash women's health for links to the many different programs and resources available to female health beneficiaries in DOD's care. This week's show is about breast cancer research within the military health system, and to talk with us about that today is Army Colonel Craig Shriver. In addition to being program director for general surgery at Walter Reed and a professor at the Uniformed Services University, Colonel Shriver is the director of Walter Reed's Clinical Breast Care Project. Colonel Shriver, welcome to Dot Mill Docs. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. So to get started, can you tell us a little bit about why the Army has a breast care program? The Army has a breast care program because upwards of 20% of the active duty force is now uh, women. And uh, like any other uh, force protection or health-related issue, that uh, carries uh, a lot of weight uh, with uh, the active duty force at this time. Moreover, uh, the breast cancer incidence rates in this country, uh, the average age of diagnosis of women with breast cancer has been decreasing uh, over the last decade or so. So more women in the military, younger age of breast cancer, we need breast care in the military. Excellent. And is breast care at Walter Reed going to be as good as civilian care at any other hospital? Breast care at Walter Reed is definitely uh, as good as and probably better than most civilian hospitals. And we know that because we have uh, an outside scientific advisory board made up of uh, world experts and leaders in the breast care field who have come and site visited us, looked over our program, and come to our annual retreat where we present our latest data and outcomes results, and they confirm uh, this fact as well. So what types of research are underway at the Breast Care Center? The most important type of research we're uh, undertaking here at the Breast Care Center is what we call uh, research into the molecular biology or genetics of breast cancer development. So we have the world's largest tissue repository of breast diseases and cancers that we've accumulated at the Breast Center here at Walter Reed over the last 10 years. And those tissues are now used by researchers around the world uh, in order to uh, find new insights into why breast cancer develops. This tissue repository contains nearly 40,000 samples uh, accrued from military members and family members over the last 10 years and literally is a world-renowned resource used even by the NIH itself. What are some important accomplishments that the center has achieved? Some important accomplishments that the center has achieved are, number one, the clinical care that is given to over 5,000 people a year who come through this breast center, including uh, women sent back from Iraq and Afghanistan theaters of operation who are diagnosed with breast lumps or breast masses, uh, and we treat them and get them back uh, into the fighting force as as soon as reasonably possible. Uh, The second most important thing is that there's a lot of controversy over African-American versus Caucasian women in terms of their outcomes of breast cancer. Uh, in the civilian population, and we've been able to show in research that we've done that in a uh, healthcare environment where cost or the ability to pay does not matter, that we can achieve uh, similar, if not uh, exceptional, results for the African-American population uh, in this socioeconomic uh, care environment. And then finally, we have shown that genetically, the breast cancers in African-American women are different for the most part than those that develop in Caucasian women, and we're investigating some of the genetic epidemiology behind that. But it was a very important finding because in our environment, it's not due to socioeconomic or not ability to pay factors. It now Those have been ruled out, and so we now know it's due to an actual genetic differently 
a different type of breast cancer that develops in many African-American women compared to Caucasian women. That's very interesting. We're going to take a quick break for the Dotnell Docs Health Beat, news and information from the military health system. When we return, we'll have more from Colonel Shriver on breast cancer research. Dotnell Docs Health Beat. The military health system recognizes October as Women's Health Month. To all the service members, mothers, wives, daughters, and sisters, we recognize that being healthy means total health, including body, mind, and spirit. The purpose of Women's Health Month is to provide connections and resources surrounding all aspects of women's health, specifically breast cancer, pregnancy, and women's health care and theater. For more information, go to health.mil slash women's health. Are you ready to take on the holiday blood challenge? Well, to combat a lull in donations over the summer, recruiters for the Armed Services Blood Program are scheduling blood drives on or before December 15th. Donations will be accepted at hospitals so nurses, doctors, and their staff have a chance to donate. If you are eligible or know someone who is, please take time to give blood this holiday season. Visit militaryblood.dod.mil for more information. Finally, combat gauze, an invention developed by the U.S. Army Institute of Surgical Research, made the list of top 10 great inventions of 2008, as determined by the U.S. Army Material Command. The Army's gauze is doused with the clay-like substance known for the way it catalyzes the body's clotting process. Ultimately, it helps control bleeding, and that's why it made the list. The combat gauze is currently being used in both military and civilian communities. That's your .mil Docs Health Beat. For the Military Health System, I'm Matt Bado. We are back on .mil Docs with Colonel Craig Shriver of Walter Reed Army Medical Center's Clinical Breast Care Project. Colonel Shriver, let's talk about a big change that we know is coming. The current Walter Reed facility is moving to Bethesda relatively soon. So what will happen to the center when the D.C.-based Walter Reed closes in 2011? The good news for everybody who gets military health care here in the National Capital Region is the new Walter Reed, in conjunction with our Navy colleagues, is going to have not only a breast center, but an entire cancer center. It will be the military's first standalone cancer center environment, and within that cancer center will be the new breast center. And in fact, uh, I will have the distinction of leading the new integrated uh, breast center at the new Walter Reed starting in September 2011. That's very exciting. Do any other service have similar capabilities in breast care and research? For the Army, uh, this breast center here at Walter Reed now, which we've had for over nine years now, is the Army's only separate breast center outside of any other uh, clinical environment. Uh, The Navy has had other breast centers as well at Portsmouth and uh, San Diego. Uh, But again, when we move to the new Walter Reed in two years, it will be the military's only cancer center within which the breast center will operate. Do women in the military have a higher risk of breast cancer than women in other career fields? That's a very interesting question, and in fact, we, the military, have published from here in the National Capital Region uh, in a recent uh, article just that appeared uh, this June 2009 in Cancer Epidemiologic uh, Biomarkers and Prevention that, in fact, data looking across the civilian cancer incidence rates compared to the military cancer incidence rates confirms that, for some reason, uh, military women do, in fact, have a higher incidence of breast cancer development than in the civilian population. 
this was epidemiological study, meaning we don't know why that is true, but we do have the data to show that it is true. And that's now been published, as I said, just three months ago. And so that gives us even more uh, motivation to move forward and find out what some of these risk factors uh, may be. And more importantly, goes back to the first question at the beginning of this show, which is why does the military need a breast center? It's because for some reason uh, there's this increased incidence and, and we've got to be effective in treating it for these women who get it, identifying it early, and being on, uh, on the forefront of finding out why that fact is that I just mentioned. Thanks again, Colonel Shriver, for taking the time to talk to us here on Dot Mill Docs. It's an incredibly important issue and we're thrilled that you had the time to speak with us today. Thank you for the opportunity. That does it for us this week on Dot Mill Docs. Once again, please visit health.mil slash women's health for women's health resources across the MHS and beyond. While you're at health.mil, you can also participate in a healthy debate we're hosting about how DOD can better support the health of female service members. Dot Mill Docs will be back next week with more on breast cancer. Dr. George Peoples, director of the Cancer Vaccine Development Program at Brook Army Medical Center, will talk with us about a recent clinical trial in search of a breast cancer vaccine. Until then, thanks for listening. This program is a product of the Office of the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs, Military Health System. Mill Docs features the most relevant military health topics important to you and your family. If you have questions or topics you'd like to see on an upcoming episode, send us an email at dotmildocs at tma.osd.mil. That's d-o-t-m-i-l-d-o-c-s at tma.osd.mil. Visit health.mil for more episodes.